Hey, 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 this is Lisa A, and you're listening to Who's That Star on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star is a behind-the-scenes show where I sit down and talk with the employees at the college. This is an inside look at LCC where you will have a chance to learn about their passions, projects, what inspires them both at work and in their personal lives. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to all the people who make LCC great. This show is for you to get to know the people that work at Lansing Community College a little bit more and see what makes them tick. Are you ready? Okay, let's go see who's today's star. Hey, 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 this is Lisa A, and you're listening to Who's That Star, Trustee Edition on LCC Connect at Lansing Community College. Who's That Star Trustee Edition is a special segment where we are showcasing the members of our LCC Board of Trustees. You're getting an inside look where you get to learn more about their passions, projects, and what inspires them to serve on the board. I'm your host, Lisa Alexander. On these special editions, I have a special guest host to help us learn more about the board. Are you ready to learn who our special guest co-host is? Drumroll, please. My special guest host is Dr. Steve Robinson, president of Lansing Community College. Dr. Robinson, welcome. Hey, 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 Lisa. I'm glad to be back. You know how much I love this show, and it's so great to talk to our trustees. I'm really happy to be here with you, and I'm excited for our conversation today. I'm excited to have you here. So tell everyone who are we talking about today. Well, Lisa, today we get to interview the vice chair of our board, Angela Matthews. <laughs> Trustee Matthews was elected to the board in November of 2016. In addition to being an excellent trustee, she also attended LCC, which I'm sure we'll talk about during the show. She's heavily involved in the community. She's a great ambassador of LCC. And Trustee Matthews, Lisa and I are really happy to welcome you to the show. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. That's how we do it here. Hey, hey, hey. I had to get in on that. I know. That's right. That's right. It feels good. It feels good to say that. So, Trustee Matthews, we're so happy you're here. And I believe you know Lisa. She's an academic advisor here. And, uh, you know, we'd love to just start the show by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, okay. I thank both of you for allowing me to be here with you. And Lisa, Miss Dynamic, I call her Miss Dynamic because she was my academic advisor. That's right. That's right. Isn't that something? It is. So so I I truly appreciate that. Um, I I hail from Muskegon Heights, Michigan, Mm -hmm. and came here in 1984 on a scholarship. So I came to LCC way back then. I graduated with an associate's degree in human services. However, I went another direction after graduation into promotions and things of that nature, connecting with the community, promoting gospel plays mm. and jazz events. So I did that. And um, there's something I really like to tell about that, because in 1992, back then, a lot of African-American community members and productions were not held at the Warden Center. Mm -hmm. It was just for whatever the reasons. So we brought one of the first well-attended productions to the Warden called Granny's Place, where we garnered about 1,300 community persons to see that production. It was no headliners, 
We had no monies. Mm. We just had grit and feet and flyers. (laughs) And passion. And passion. Passion, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I tell that story because I think that it's it's very important because today you have a lot of advertising dollars to do those things. But, you know, back in the late 80s, early 90s, you had to have grit and the passion and and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. Well, and a great radio voice. I got to tell you, Lisa and I were both intimidated when we were sound checking here because yeah. you have a, your personality just comes through on these microphones. All right. Like how long you been doing this? Yeah. Because you've been on the air before. Absolutely. I have been on the air before, but it's crazy to be on this side of the table. <laughs> I'll bet. You oh, because you normally interview people? Because I'm normally, yeah. Okay. On, on your side, right? But, and Dr. Robinson's, but um, th- it's it's been a while. It's it's been a few years. Let's just put it like that. Well, you haven't lost it for sure. No, Thank no, you. no. I wanted to ask you a question about your work at LCC and your role. Okay, so the role here in, in being a board of trustee is for us to govern mm-hmm. and to make sure that the college is in proper standings from a financial perspective and make sure that we're structured correctly. We have strategies. We have a vision that is going to impact those who attend LCC. And so I'm a believer that if you come here and you want an education, we will help you get to wherever you want to be, whatever the goal is. Because right. sure. two-year degrees sometimes are not what some students come here for. They may come for a certification. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to do, LCC is going to help you get there. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what we strive for with regards to having this board, collective board of dynamic persons. Individuals, yes, but collectively we come here to do the work that we are elected to do. Okay, I wanted to follow up. I just wanted to say, like, so that's the what the board's role is. But I heard Dr. Robinson say that you were vice president. So does that have different duties that you have to do? Like, you know, I know you take over if the president is in there, but like, are you in charge of any committees or do, are you doing any different things like yeah. that? Well, first of all, I'm not the president. That's the president over there. We have that on tape, right? You said that on tape. No, vice chair. Right? Oh, yeah, vice yeah, chair. Yeah, vice chair. Yeah, vice yeah. chair. And, and that's okay. So as vice chair, yes, I am there. And, and assume the role if the chair is not there okay. for whatever reason. Sometimes the chair will, will release his role because right. he may want to say something and go to the podium. So come out of that role, release it to the vice chair, and then assume that role when he comes back. But as far as those duties, you still have to pay attention to what's going on. You still have to have a relationship with the chair Mm -hmm. and with the president Mm -hmm. because you want things to be in succinct. And you always want um, that connection, that seemingly effortless connection. So it's not really truly just sitting there waiting for an opportunity to be chair, Mm -hmm. but the person still needs to be cognizant of what's going on. And the chair and the vice chair do have some conversations, um, interim conversations that maybe the board doesn't have at that particular point because it calls for those people and the involvement of the president. Yeah, and if I could add, so in addition, you know, Trustee Matthew serves as the vice chair. Those are elected positions among the trustees. Okay. They at the beginning of a term, they they vote for each other. So the seven trustees elected Trustee Matthews to that position. The other thing that I'd love for you to talk about in answer to Lisa's question is how you your leadership with the foundation. 
in addition to being on the board of trustees, you play a role with our foundation board. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, uh, Dr. Robinson. Sometimes my mind is that of a community activist. Yeah, you are. So it's a little bit hard for me to kind of talk about myself because I'm always talking about other people and Mm -hmm. I'm always uplifting others. And and that's what I love to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have been serving on LCC's foundation for... I think about two or three years here. And so with the LCC Foundation, they raise monies for scholarships for our students. So we make sure that as much of a, you know, breaking the barriers to education that's possible, the scholarships, we have, what, two, three million dollars we've given away. Oh, yeah. So so it's, it's a lot goes into that. In February, it's coming up. We sit down with quite a few people, community members, people who volunteer so that we can look over scholarships and award those scholarships. It's a very matrix driven process mm. as well as it's time consuming. But you get to learn the stories of the students when you're reading why they apply for the scholarship. And then also, I do serve as the president of the African American Caucus on the national level oh, wow. of ACCT, the Association of Community College Trustees. Okay. So I was elected to that position back in October of this year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And I want to thank you guys because I learned something new, right? Because I was saying vice, I thought like the president of the college, but then I thought you had president, vice president of the board, but it's chair. Some boards have that terminology. So you probably heard that at a school board or another college. But ours is chair. Ours is chair. Okay. Yeah, they interchange that just depending on the the makeup of the board and what they want to do. All right, cool. But see, the heavy lifting goes over there. We want to push it back over there to Dr. Robinson. (laughs) And then, like, we're going to push the question back (laughs) over there. Yeah, we can do that. Thank you, Lisa. And and I'm so glad that you mentioned your national role. I wasn't going to let us go to the next question without talking about it. We were all so proud at the annual meeting of the ACCT when Trustee Matthews was elected president of the African American Trustees Group at ACCT. There are 1,100 community colleges in this country. That means there are thousands of trustees. And of all right. those thousands, Trustee Matthews is the president of the African American Trustees Caucus. It's a real point of pride for LCC. So congratulations. Yeah, that did, our <laughs> studio happy. audience is know, getting right? into they it. They love it. They love it. They do love it. And speaking of loving it, the, our next question, Trustee Matthews, Lisa and I would really like to know what you enjoy most about being a trustee. What do you like most about your role here at LCC and, and being a trustee? If the audience could see my 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 smile, I absolutely you guys see it, don't you? Mm, okay. Absolutely. Um, I absolutely love serving and I absolutely love um, helping. And so being on this board gives that opportunity to serve and it gives the opportunity to be involved with the legacy because LCC is blazing the trail of legacy. Mm-hmm. In so many areas, in so many ways. And so, you know, you learn about this. So when I'm talking to people, I can boast a little bit and be a little prideful. She and, does. And, and talk <laughs> about what do we it. do. And I, and, I, and I promote it on my own social media page. Nobody tells me to do this because that's my love and affinity for LCC. So it's always from a servant leader perspective and role with what I do. Have you learned anything since you've been oh. on the board? Like. 
like what's this? something new you learned i'm sorry i just was thinking like because i know you're because you're because you're here like you've been in before you were on the board different things you just was a part of the community and you knew about lcc but now that you're in this role you get the inside scoop, what, scoop. yeah what have you learned well what i've learned is LCC is a dynamic school to attend. They have well over 200 degree programs yeah. here. Mm -hmm. I did not know that on the outside of the community. You hear about um, the ones that are kind of just the, the usuals. Right. But to have over 200 as well as certification courses where students can come here may not, you know, want to attend or enroll in the two degree programs associates, but can get their certifications and make more money than me coming out of coming out of <laughs> that's these our programs. goal. We but, hope all our students do that. That's right? Right. So, all of us. So and that's great. It is. And the students with the hands on approach, the smaller class sizes, it's just a really well-structured curriculum school to attend, and it's cost-effective and efficient. You know, before Lisa moves on to the next question, there's one aspect of something that I know you love about LCC that I'd love you to tell our listeners about. Folks who attend our board meetings or watch them on WebEx... <laughs> They know that you love to promote the things that happen at, at, at LCC. So two things. One is you attend a lot of our events. I'd love you to talk about some of them. And also, you're always promoting our president's report. So what, could you talk a little bit about some of the things you've attended? And then you're always cheerleading for our team members at the board meeting. Yeah. Well, I've been a cheerleader all my life since elementary school. I use so the right it's, word it's, then. It's, huh? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's just in me. And, oh, the nurses pinning. Yeah, that's that the last one I saw you. Yeah. Um, I went to the 110th Mid-Michigan Police Academy graduation, wow. which was at the West Campus. Mm -hmm. Amazing to find out what they actually do in their classes. It is about 17 weeks of hard training and learning and studying it is really and we are the i'll say we are we are the best i agree you know we are <laughs> and they take those recruits and some of them start work the next monday you graduate on friday and you start work on monday wow yes i didn't I, know that i didn't know that either and I got to shake hands with each and every one of them. Thank that was great. Now, Thank the president's report, that's that's a heart string of mine. It is. Because if you want to know what LCC is doing seriously and who's doing what, because people are working and they're just doing what they do because they love it, mm -hmm. that president report is going to tell you all of the phenomenal things that we are doing, whether it's students, faculty, administration, we're on the national level winning awards. Right. Um, the president is highlighted and he's well respected. Yep. So in our business arena, small business area, they are doing phenomenal work. They are the ones that are helping you know, this economy around mm -hmm. here with helping small businesses mm -hmm. right. and bringing those key businesses here where they're hiring people right. and they're hiring our people. Right. So, so yes, I, I try to be at every, everything. I should have had a cot somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we'll get you a little uh, a desk yes. you know, yeah, that we can take Put from event up. to event. Well, thank you for yes. talking about those things. I know as a staff person, I enjoy seeing the trustees 
at our different events. Yes. And you make sure, and it's a lot of trustees do, but I know for certain, I always see you at faculty events. I see you at student events, community events. And so I just appreciate it because you get a firsthand look to see the work that we do, and then you appreciate it. And it, it makes us feel good. So absolutely, I do want to say thank you for that. Great. What do you do outside of LCC? Because I like, I found out y'all don't get paid. That's right. She did not <laughs> so know that these know. were volunteer positions. I thought y'all got paid, oh, so yeah, you don't get paid. Volunteer. So like, what do you do? And, and this takes a lot of time. So what do you do outside? Well, actually, I was working a few things. First of all, I work within my church as an associate minister. And then also I was working with the Urban Information Network, which is out of Detroit, Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so when the pandemic came, of course, it threw everybody online. Right. And so it was the lead correspondent for that particular internet-based company. Oh, okay. I was also um, working, because I had a little time, and this was close to my heart too, the COVID, when COVID hit, mm -hmm. COVID um, emergency relief monies. Mm -hmm. uh, we spent, I helped uh, the company to spend like, I think it was $50 million in rent and utilities, border water and light oh, and people. consumers. Yes, because that's really the core of me is mm -hmm. helping people. All right. Mm-hmm. What about outside of doing the committee work? Like you have family, mm -hmm. children, you do anything like that? I'm just curious. What's something, you know, what do you do? Well, with family, uh, my family is still in the Muskegon area. Okay. And so I do have five brothers and one sisters, and I have a host of nieces and nephews. Oh, so you so came I up here by yourself? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, I sure did. And so I am very much a family person and very rooted in my family. I am the middle child and I am the youngest girl. Okay. So I am the second mom <laughs> bossing everybody around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. That's important. So, um, it's and important so I, I I love to I love family. Um I love working in my church, but I also love serving the community. And so there's sometimes when I'm called in to speak, mm -hmm. I'm called in to host, you know, an mm -hmm. event or MC an event. I do work like that as well. So I'm kind of a they they would say, you know, you're a jack of all trades, but, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say a master of none because there's no, some of those no, that no. I have mastered. Right. So, you know, I just wear quite a few hats and I am just blessed to, you know, be able to go into any setting. Yeah, real and, community and, person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know, are. Assist. Yeah, and also avid exerciser. We see you out there walking when we walk. <laughs> My wife and I walk in the dog. Uh -huh. we're, yes. on, we're on the same walking route. Yes, we are. Oh, that was amazing. That was great. <laughs> that was great. I love you. Got to exercise. Well, you I've been walking or something. One of my uh, coworkers, he's gotten us in advising to go, get out and walk. Mm -hmm. So we'll walk around the campus and yeah. walk around in the community. And I really enjoy that. I wasn't a walker. Before I was trying to find the closest parking spot. Now, <laughs> you know, it's just with the pandemic, different things about your health. So it's, it is important yes. and I'm working on it. So, yeah, that's mm -hmm. good encouragement. Yes. And, and let me say this. It doesn't matter the age or it doesn't matter just we, where we are now. We have to have some form of it. Even children. Right. Have to have some form of education. Mm -hmm. I mean, not exercise. Well, that yeah. too, but e exercise. Ex exercise. Yeah, yeah. exercise. Well, speaking of exercise, you get us exercised here at LCC by your passions, things that you're interested in. And so that's the next thing, Lisa, and I want to hear from you. Like, what 
what lights you up as a, as a person? Because you're the kind of person you come into a room, you're energized, you're ready. You know, we're, we're, we're ready to do exciting things. And we know that you've got passions and things that light you up. What, what are the things that get you excited in, in life at LCC and outside of LCC? Oh, what makes me bling bling? Gling gling. That's <laughs> I remember that, that term. Gling gling. Now did you make that up before? Is that your term? That's my term. You will not find this in the dictionary anywhere. That's, okay? a, that's an Angela Matthews <laughs> trademark. Gling and I, I, I think I spelled it right. G-L-I-N-G-G-L-I-N-E. Gling gling. Gling gling. Okay. So what gets put- what gets you gling gling gling? Well, you know what gets me when I walk into a room, I'm looking to see who is collaborating and operating um, uh, with each other, mm-hmm. you know, cooperating. I'm sorry. I love that. I love teamwork. Mm-hmm. I am a mm-hmm. team oriented person. Mm-hmm. So when I see people looking, you know, working as teams and helping each other, that just, you know, puts a smile, you know, definitely on my face. So because I'm, that's just a part of who I am. Um, my other passions is I love plays. Mm-hmm. I love concerts. I love music. Mm. And I love to dance, too. Okay. And I like people having fun because in our everyday lives, we have this seriousness that goes on. That's right. true. With That's everything true. that we do. And so to be able to just relax and have fun with each other and to laugh, I think that is just so important. That was one of the things I think about when you said have fun is because you came to our employee <laughs> Uh, appreciation and yep. you did karaoke didn't you she did i, knew she I, did. I was kind of run in fact a little story about that the karaoke machine was not working it was not set up what well, we needed to get it working so that trustee matthews could do karaoke and and you did and you know you sounded pretty good oh okay? yeah oh yeah I, i'm i'm not even gonna front i was like because i you know i'm gonna get up there and it's gonna be horrible oh. all the dogs are gonna bark around the world but they're know. gonna but i'll do it you know but i was like wow she can carry a tune and everything, so you sounded pretty good. So I was impressed with that. You're fearless in some areas, you yes. know what I'm saying? And, like, coming up here by yourself to come to school and then stay in the community, that's fearlessness. Mm-hmm. And so where does that come from? My mom. Okay. My mom is one of the most fearless persons that you could ever meet. Wow. She stands about four feet eight, maybe five feet tall. But all of our lives, I've seen her smack challenges in the face. Wow. And there has been a few brushes with death. Mm. And um, just to see her come out of those things has just instilled that in me. And then the other thing is her authenticity. She says, just be yourself. If you're yourself, if people, you know, like you, they'll like you. If not, that's okay too. Right. Just continue to be yourself because they will then sense the love and the passion that you have for others and that is genuine. And so I, I just I get that from her. And I always, you know, in this role as a trustee, is that I think we do need to shed the jackets yeah. and the I don't want to say stuffiness because I don't think any of us are stuffy, but we just need to relax and be ourselves and allow this campus family, whether it's student, faculty, staff, administration, to just engage with us from person to person. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And so that's how I am. Yeah, you I are. Can, I can be that hat when I need to be a board of trustee, but I want to be just person to person and human to human. Yeah, we've seen that. So, I mean, we at the kickoff party, I was watching you dance <laughs> when I sat in with the band. We danced in New York. Yes, we did. At ACCT. That was a ton of fun. That, that's always fun. I'm always trying to get people to come out and have fun because laughter, it does your heart good. Yes. You can laugh and dance and have fun and enjoy life. And I really, truly appreciate Dr. Robinson because I've never seen the president of a college play a bass. Right. <laughs> and out there grooving killing and jamming. It, right? Yeah, killing it. It's and, a lot you of know, fun. Grooving Moving and jamming with, you know, just being himself and allowing us to see a glimpse of him and a part of him. That's what I like. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was going to say I love that he's authentic. You're authentic. A lot of the different people, it was a joke that we had. I was like, well, I don't go around the board because I'm not going to talk to him. I don't want him (laughs) to know me. But everyone that I've had the opportunity to interview, just really good people, nice, pleasant, care about LCC. And I think you have an opportunity to be authentic here. And that's what I really like about it. So I'm glad that you have brought that up. Yes. And and I and and setting that tone at the board level that it's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be yourself is is really helpful. You know, before we leave this question about passions and and what lights you up, there is one other thing I know you're passionate about, and that's our work in equity with students. And I remember when I first came to LCC, you were one of the authors of our um Uh, resolution on racial injustice. And I wonder if you could talk about your passion for making sure that we have opportunities for all students to succeed on this topic of equity. Oh, wow. So with the topic regarding diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, we see it around our own personal lives every day. When we Mm -hmm. go someplace, we're meeting people who are different than us, different color skin, different attire, how you dress and all of those things. And so if we want to be a stellar community college and one that's blazing trails and opening up the pathway and the doors for anyone who wants to come to this college, we had to embrace it. Mm -hmm. We had to embrace it. And then we, as the board of trustees, had to be the leaders to say, yes, we are in support of this and allow Dr. Robinson, who was coming in, to give him something and a green light to say, this is what we want to see. Right. And we want to see you do something with it, not just a piece of paper with some fancy words on it. Mm -hmm. It is a breathing document. And so... Um, That was important to do because the racial tension that was going on. And we don't know how our students are feeling with all of what's happening externally. They come here with things on their minds and hearts. How are we going to serve our students if we are not providing and letting them see us to say, we care about you, we know about this situation, we're concerned and we're doing something about it. So you can come to this campus and see yourself. You can come to this campus and know that you belong Mm -hmm. and that people sincerely care about you because we got our own faces and names on the line. That's right. So, you know, with that DEI, and I talk about this at ACCT, I don't let them off the hook. No. I'll say this is not trendy. No. This is gritty. It's painful. It's emotional. But it's the best thing that you can do if you even want to solidify your legacy. This is the work that you do that with. Mm. And so I talk about it all the time. That's why you're the president. Uh, <laughs> Vice chair. Is that uh, 
Now at the ACT. Oh, oh, no, oh that's right. Yeah, She's the, the president yeah, yes, of, absolutely, of the African American Caucus. Yes, yeah. yes. And 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 I'll say this, and I, I know that we'll segue a little bit out, but there are not a lot of people. There, there are some people who are not doing this work, and they will not do this work. They think that this is a minority issue, that this is a black issue, that oh, it's going to go away. We don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But they have the students, the um, diversity of students on their campuses, but yet they're not involved in this work. Make that make sense? It does not. So we could not afford to not do this. Right. It's something that we had to put our name and our face and our hands and our um, signatures to. Well, I'm proud of it. Me it's too. Good work. It's good work. It's hard work, but it's good work. Yeah. Well, time flew by. It did. It's, it's, it's time to go already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can have you back, right, Lisa? For sure. Hey. Yeah. What did Mickey Mouse say? <laughs> now it's time to say goodbye <laughs> to all our family. That's hey. right. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Trustee Matthews, for joining us. And Dr. Robinson, this was fun. Let's do it again. Oh, we will do it again, Lisa. We will. This has been Who's That Star Trustee Edition with our special guest, Vice Chair, Angela Matthews, and our guest host, President Steve Robinson. I'm Lisa Alexander. This is LCC Connect. Listen on demand at lccconnect.org or on the air on 89.7 FM. You've been listening to Who's That Star? I'm Lisa A., and you can listen to this episode of Who's That Star and other shows from LCC Connect anytime online at lccconnect.org. Thank you for listening. Catch me next time to find out who's that star. Keep connected with LCC Connect at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. K-12 Operations at Lansing Community College has been a proud collaborator of the Mason Promise Scholarship since 2016. The Mason Promise Scholarship is a community organization of volunteers that guarantees funding for two years of Lansing Community College education to selected Mason Public School students. These selected students are chosen by the Mason Public Schools at the end of the fifth grade and then become a Mason Promise Scholarship through an induction ceremony. Over the course of the next six years, these students receive mentoring and support as well as introduction to career possibilities through the Pathway Program. For more information on the Mason Promise Scholarship at LCC, please visit lcc.edu hope. If you or someone you know lives with epilepsy, be aware of an uncommon but fatal complication called sudden unexpected death in epilepsy, also known as SUDEP. The American Academy of Neurology and the American Epilepsy Society have released a new medical guideline to help patients, families, and caregivers better understand SUDEP and its risk factors. If you have epilepsy, it is important that you talk with your neurologist. To learn more about SUDEP, visit aan.com guidelines. The University Center at Lansing Community College collaborates with five four-year universities to provide easy transfer pathways for more than 30 bachelor's degrees programs. Visit lcc.edu uc to learn more. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. This is Bob Myers from the Historical Society of Michigan with a Michigan History Moment.
Wilford Wills scrambled up a vertical ladder in a race with death. He was deep underground in the Barnes-Hecker Iron Mine near Ishpeming in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. A column of water tore up the mine shaft behind him. One slip or a few seconds pause to catch his breath meant drowning in the pitch black icy water. The Cleveland Cliffs Iron Company operated the Barnes-Hecker Mine in the Marquette Iron Range. The mine's day shift of 51 men went underground that morning, led by mine captain William Tippett. William Hill, the Marquette County Mine Inspector, joined the group. Mining the soft hematite ore continued uneventfully that morning. The mine had reached a depth of 1,060 feet, with levels at 600, 800, and 1,000 feet. At 11.20 a.m., Wilford Wills and John Hanna were running a tram locomotive at the 800-foot level. They heard a dynamite blast. An instant later, a blast of air blew out their carbide hat lamps. Wills looked at Hanna and said, I think we'd better get out of here. The dynamite blast had triggered a cave-in and unleashed a torrent of water and sand. Water poured into the 600-foot level. It surged down the mine shafts trapping most of the miners below. Wills and Hannah groped their way to the vertical shaft and began racing up the ladder. A few men followed them. Behind them, the raging flood knocked them off the ladder to their deaths. Wills' gloved hands kept slipping on the wet, muddy ladder. He tore the gloves off with his teeth and kept climbing. He met three maintenance workers who had mistaken the noise for a broken air hose and started down to investigate. Wills gasped that men were coming up behind them. They saw nothing and headed for the surface. Wilford Wills made it. Half unconscious, he collapsed at the top of the shaft. He had climbed an incredible 800 feet in 14 minutes. Wills was the sole survivor of the 51 miners. Rescuers recovered 10 bodies, including those of mine captain William Tippett and inspector William Hill. The others remained in the mine. The disaster left 42 women widowed and 132 minor children fatherless. Cleveland Cliffs tried to repair the mine, but soon gave up and ordered its men to the surface. 30 minutes after they got out, a plug of debris gave way and flooded the mine shaft again. Today, an obelisk stands on the concrete shaft cap of the Barnes-Hecker Mine as a memorial to the worst mining disaster in Michigan history. This Michigan History Moment is brought to you by michiganhistorymagazine.org. Featuring the staff, faculty, students, and others that helped to make Lansing's Premier College what it is today. You're listening to LCC Connect. To find out more about our featured programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. Engaged learning and academic success is a priority at Lansing Community College. To help students navigate their educational career, LCC has created a proactive approach to learning and providing students with several academic support services. To find out what's available, visit lcc.edu services. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by feedthepig.org. Well, I finally did it. I opened a 401k. So you're giving up, just like that. 
Giving up on what? I'm getting an inheritance from a distant relative. Don't you think if there were a billionaire in the family, we'd know about it by now? Listen to me. We are one phone call away from riding horses on our own private polo grounds. One call from christening yachts, having a butler using summer as a verb. How do you figure? Look, everyone's got a rich uncle somewhere. It's statistics. So the best thing you can do is just prepare for the inevitable. Right, which is why I thought maybe it would be smart to take control of my finances. You know, start using a budget, get out of debt, set some retirement goals. Budgets? Debt? You watch your mouth. Retirement shouldn't be a goal for us. It should be a way of life. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. On the success scenario, we meet and hear from current LCC students who face adversity, why they chose LCC, and how they turn their situation into a successful one. Definitely now after second semester, my self-confidence is up there. I can do this and I can do this well. Age has nothing to do with it. Like I told you before, I have, the, I have notes from that first meeting and it was take your age out of it. You deserve to be here. You belong here. I'm Dustin Abrego. The Success Scenario is a program dedicated to inspiring students towards a path of success. You can listen to this episode and past episodes anytime online at lccconnect.org. Lansing Community College's Fresh Start program forgives outstanding student balances, allowing students to re-enroll without penalty. Fresh Start does not apply to student loan creditors. Learn more at lcc.edu slash fresh start. LCC. Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision. It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports Trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Welcome back to another episode of Stars on Sports. Today, we are excited to have a special guest here joining us, Mary Crows, the Associate Dean of Health and Human Services. She's been at LCC for over 10 years, and we are excited because the HHS division is an integral part of the athletic program and something Mary has helped us initiate working together in our short time here, you know, longer for her. So we are glad to have her and talk more about HHS and how it is impactful to the LCC community and our athletic program in general. So Mary, this is exciting for me. You know, we met um, when I first started here at LCC and, and you were very instrumental and very supportive of our athletic program. And we have a lot of student athletes that major in HHS and specifically kinesiology, which is under your realm. Can you share a little bit about HHS for us? Sure. Thanks, Greg, Stephen, for having me. I'm excited to talk about our kinesiology program because it is a field that a lot of athletes look at 
because of how tied it is to exercise science, sports, human movement. Um, so we get a lot of athletes that come through our degree. We have an associate's degree that really is a transfer degree. So it prepares you to go to the major universities, which you guys know a lot of those would be like MSU right down the road, Western, Central, SVSU, Saginaw Valley has a awesome exercise science program, beautiful labs up there, Grand Valley, Eastern. So a lot of the major universities we have partnerships with or articulation agreements. So our students can transfer seamlessly over there. We also have two certificates. So if the students are interested in working while going to school, they could get a certification as a group fitness instructor or as a certified personal trainer. So lots of options. Um, Like I said, a lot of our students are athletes because they want to stay in that field in some way. And agree. It it just goes hand in hand with fitness and and health and and the human body. I mean, those are such an important part of our our performance and staying healthy and being successful. Is it it a growing field? You mentioned a lot of colleges that have these programs. Is it a major that's becoming more popular and being added to It is. It actually has, if I remember statistics correctly, about a 30% growth rate, which was one of the highest. Um, And that's because our field leads to those extended degrees like physical therapy, occupational therapy, physician's assistant. So that would be starting in kinesiology, working your way into those types of degrees. Good, good. They got to take anatomy and physiology. Absolutely. Anatomy, phys, biomechanics, all the fun stuff. Do you find it difficult with having a lot of student athletes that are taking part in the kinesiology department, they also have different schedules than what an average student might have. So uh, how, how are you able to kind of work around that? And are there plans in place to continue improving that? Because, that, you know, obviously they have practice schedules, they have weight room schedules, they have all the other things that are going on too. So is that something that you've noticed? Sure, that's a great question. Honestly, something that I take very seriously um, because I was a student athlete as well. And I remember my academic advisor talking to me saying, well, you create your own schedule because you're an athlete. And I thought, no, that's not really how it works. It's student first, athlete second. And we have a lot of faculty members full time that were also student athletes. So we know we relate. We understand the rigorous schedule. Like you said, it's practice time. It's strength time, it's sleeping time, it's eating properly. So we know all of that and what that student athlete needs to be successful. So we will meet with those students, make sure that they have what they need, because I do know with travel and things, there are times they may have to miss classes, so we'll help them get caught up. We have great resources on campus that we're always referring them to with academic success coaches or tutoring or whatever those students will need. We will help them find those resources. Yeah, and it's been beneficial with your knowledge and and you being a previous student athlete to understand those things. You know, Stephen and I have talked before about how our calendar, the athletic department calendar is different than the the academic calendar. And, you know, it's been very impressed with your communication, you know, know, reaching out to us and being proactive regarding getting practice times from our student athletes and our coaches and our teams to try and make it more successful. Because time management is one of the biggest issues that our student athletes deal with and with so many in that particular program. Program, you know, just another benefit of having a good working relationship. 
Do you feel that with like most recently we've been, you know, you've been helping us coordinate, you know, using strength and conditioning. We've had a couple of your instructors work with some of our teams and feel that has been very beneficial. Is that something that's happened in the past too, or is that just more recent? And, you know, how can we continue to develop that? That is actually more recent. And that was something that I had in the back of my head for years that I wanted to do with you and Stephen being fairly new to the college. I do take, um, I just want to apologize because I probably came in a little aggressive saying, hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. But I saw that partnership there. And thankfully, you two were both on board and as excited about it as I was. So it's been awesome. We do have two faculty right now that are working with multiple programs, volleyball, women's basketball, men's baseball. And I talked with Stephen the other day. It sounds like the results that those athletes are getting from the strength and conditioning along with proper nutrition, they're seeing those gains and strengths that they need to. The other thing that you guys are helping us out with is we have the kinesiology lab so we can do further testing. And so instead of taking, quote, your average student, we can also assess an elite athlete, which would be your athlete. So it's working in our benefit, too, that our students in kinesiology are getting to assess your athlete. So it's giving them further experience to help them in the degree. Well, and it also speaks volume to your department and the resources in the department, the in-body equipment at, in the weight room, that exercise physiology lab and the equipment in there. Those are you know, very nice for us to be a part of, but very nice for your students to get practical experience. You know, where do we go f- move forward with that in the weight room and the fitness center? Are there needs there that we need to work together on? Or, I mean, again, we're fortunate with the facilities we have and that we're utilizing them. But, you know, Jen, those are just, you know, we, we call them classrooms and I know mm-hmm. you do too. They are classrooms for you, but, you know, they are important classrooms to us. And, and you talk about the growth of our student athletes, but it also a big part we're going to see is injury prevention too, that it will help our athletes be stronger over time, that their bodies will be able to maintain all the, the exertion and pressure on them. We haven't really talked about goals for those facilities, and, and we joked about other facilities on campus, but what's your take on our current facilities and <laughs> sure. goals? What's your vision? Oh, I have a big vision. If you build it, they will come, right? Um, Good movie. First and foremost, I would like to get every sport involved in the strength and conditioning piece. We're at a good starting point and we're showing that it's working and it's working well. So I'd like to get those other teams on board and and get them paired up with a, a faculty member as well. But my vision, we are, I have to say, we're very fortunate with the facilities that we have, and we have multiple facilities. And you guys know that we have a beautiful weight room, fitness center on the second floor. We have a fitness center out at West Campus that's primarily utilized by our students, but also police academy, fire academy, line workers. So a lot of collaboration across campus, which is cool. But my vision would be to have one big rec center that everybody could utilize. So not just the student athletes, not just the kin students, but all of the students, employees, alumni. I'd like to open it up to our retirees someday and possibly even the community. Mm-hmm. And it's so beneficial. And, and we see it in, in society of how important 
exercise and conditioning is the mental health and seeing just our general students in there utilizing that facility. It's a, it's a benefit. And we know the cost of what memberships cost at private businesses. So it's just an added value to being a student and a, a student athlete here at LCC. And you're right, we are fortunate with what we have, but I'd like to be a part of your vision and see what we can make even better in the future. So how, you know, the exercise physiology lab, is that, you know, who, who, who's the main like instructor in there and, you know, how often and, and, you know, where, I mean, you know, we, you know, know we had to sign up at orientation for student athletes to, to be a part of that. It's very interesting walking by it and it's, and it's in a pretty cool location because when you come off the parking ramp, it's right there as you walk into the gym. But can you get a little more specific about the exercise physiology lab itself? Sure. So first I need to give a shout out to Amy Stokes. She's our program director in fitness and wellness and kinesiology of academics. So she's really, she schedules our courses. She looks at times to make sure that they're convenient for students and that they can get to class. The other person would be Jennifer Hilker. So she would be teaching those exercise physiology labs. And depending on size, as you know, it's a beautiful space, but it is smaller. I called it our uh, closet to classroom HGTV project because we literally renovated two closets into one lab space. So it is a smaller lab space. Uh, we will be opening, I think, for spring, two sections of it to accommodate all of our students. And then we also, it's connected or it's next door to our group fitness room. So we utilize both rooms to make sure that we have enough space for all of the people that will be using it. So we get creative with our spaces. You have to, and so do we, and that's, that's good stuff. So the one thing, too, that I should mention, um, and you touched on it a little bit, I think there's a lot of things that we're doing here at LCC that I'm not aware that other community colleges are doing in our state. And one is the strength and conditioning with our athletes. The other one is the testing that we're doing. But the one thing is our facilities are free to all of our students, employees, and alumni. And I have not heard of this anywhere else. And when I say free, I mean free. We have no hidden tuition costs. There's no line item for recreation fitness. So it is truly free. Our doors are open to everybody. And I love that because that removes a barrier for our people. The other thing about our centers, and we talked a little bit about instructors and faculty, but our centers are scheduled with degreed and nationally certified. So they're legit trainers and they have backgrounds and every niche that you can think of in the fitness area. So anybody that walks in that door can walk out with a program designed specifically for them, depending on their goals. Very impressive. And yes, being walking in the weight room fitness center, talking to your trained staff and knowing that they are always in there when the facility is open is a, another added benefit to to the general student body. So hopefully, you know, more students take advantage of that and that'd be a good problem to have. Do you think that the the centers, do they need to be staffed? Because you see other places that have 24-hour availability, and obviously we're um, kind of constricted by having hours where we can staff them. Do you see that, that as something that maybe down the road with a rec center or something else that could be open? Because at least with students and student-athletes, they have a little different schedules than, you know, say a 9-to-5. Mm-hmm. I think it's an option to explore. I would always err on the side of caution just for liability and safety and not having somebody in there. And also, like I said, the, the trained staff ensures that safety and ensures that 
they're doing exercises correctly. And if they're not, they're there to correct them. So what about like the fitness center where it's just machines? Not a bad idea, but there's still always that chance of uh, getting hurt because we have occasionally, not often, knock on wood, um, have had a few people step off the back of a treadmill or something. Or, <laughs> that's why you they know, got that safety rope that's on That's why there they're now. supposed to be wearing their <laughs> right. safety clip, yes. Those, yes. Those, those would be good videos. <laughs> yeah, bloopers and practical jokes, yeah. It happens more frequently than we realize. There you see a share of treadmill accidents online mm-hmm. nowadays from people not paying attention, but... That's a good question, even, and I even struggle with that answer. And, you know, is a student worker enough to supervise a room? Yeah, they can check people in and out, but there's a lot of other factors to play into that with the physical exertion that is is going on. Do you have student workers that help manage that or... So we do. I have awesome student workers that work really hard in there. Um, they're not there to train people, but like you said, they welcome them. They help them check in. If there's any filing of homework or paperwork that needs to be done for our enrolled students, they help with that. And honestly, they really help keep our facilities clean. And when we meet and train, that's the one thing that they're always taught. There is never a fitness center that is ever too clean, and they take pride in that. And so our centers are super clean and we get lots of compliments on that. So that goes, a lot of that goes out to those student aides. Are most of those kinesiology majors or are they you just know, general You know, I have student? a good mix. I have a mix of kinesiology students. I have student athletes um, and I have general students. And what's neat about it is the socialization because you meet a lot of different people that walk through that door and they make, they create friendships on campus. And that's the cool thing to see for those students. Well, another program we have, and we'll get back to HHS, but the massage program is a a very intriguing program that I know Coach Cutter has talked to your staff about developing a partnership there. And and the other neat thing about HHS is the, the resources they provide to the college and community as students can go in and participate in massages or, or teeth cleaning and, you know, just the, the nice services that offer a practical experience for our students and give a good, you know, experience for the people studying those majors. So want to explain a little any more about those programs or... Sure. Yeah, we have the massage clinic, um, which depending on what semester, what level they are, uh, as students, you can get a very low-priced massage. Same with our dental clinic, very low price um, for those that just need kind of basic dental needs. But we have, we've talked about partnering, um, starting like a pilot program with the baseball team and our massage students and seeing what we can do. And is that pre-game, is that post-game, is that what is that going to look like for those massage therapies and those athletes and how can we help? And coaches. And Oh, and coaches, I'm sure stress levels, so that would be helpful for them as well. And coaches and, coaches. and administration right, of the department, say, I too. I might have to show up yeah. a couple times. <laughs> no, that's just awesome, though, just stuff like that that is here on campus that probably enough people don't know about. And, you know, the, the intriguing thing to me about HHS is how visible they are in our community. I mean, when you go to a local hospital, how many nurses are from LCC or just the impact that these programs have on our local community? Are, are most of your students from this area or do you draw 
farther out? Um, you know, that's a good question, too. We actually draw from all over. I used to think it was pretty local, but we get students that come from northern Michigan, southern Michigan, a few out of state because our programs are known across the state of Michigan and nationally. So we do get a variety of students from all over. Yeah. And again, our, knowing our student athlete and EMS or nursing and, and the rigors of those those programs and the and the structure that provides them to to be successful um, when they when they complete that here at LCC. All right, let's talk World Cup, Mary. You want follow the we're, we're taping this while the World Cup's going on. Uh, do you follow it at all? I sadly have to say soccer has not been an interest of mine until now my eleven year old daughter is playing because she's refusing to play basketball. And we think that's because her dad and I played. So she's choosing soccer just to be the different one in the family. And that's fine. So we're learning a lot about the sport, but I can't talk about the World Cup. Good. Well, I'm going to talk about it because you brought up a point <laughs> earlier. And Stephen and I already have talked about this is cleanliness. I don't know if either any of you have seen, and I know Stephen already talked about this, but Japan uh, something we emphasize in our athletic program is respect. Respect for yourself, for your teammate, for the sport, for the official, for your facility. And one of the most telling stories I saw in the last week was Japan's soccer team, how clean they leave the locker room when they're done. And their fans clean the stadium when the game is over. They get garbage bags and go around and clean the stadium. And But their soccer team, the locker room is immaculate, and then they leave like, some cultural gifts or, you know, they look like um, birds. I'm embarrassing myself to know what they're called, but just an impressive display. And, and you talk about how, how clean our fitness centers are. Um, origami. Thank you, Dedalian. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to have a producer on hand to help you out. Um, Don't you think that if you if that's one of your standards, that the, the stands are going to be a lot cleaner because you know that you're cleaning them after the game? So don't you think that factors in a little bit, you know, because people are more going to be more apt to, you know, throw stuff down. I mean, you've talked about you've cleaned up Michigan State's football stadium after games and stuff, but I bet there's a lot less trash that they're actually picking up just because that's a standard. Good point. And it's a good standard. So still impressive. But yes, I, I do agree that people probably are more conscientious when they're in that facility, knowing that particular team is is taking care of the facility when you're done. As you mentioned, one of my most eye-opening experiences for my kids, NHS experience, you had to go on Sunday and clean Michigan State's mm -hmm. stadium. And that is one of the most challenging things I've done and made me and my kids appreciate picking up after themselves when they go to athletic events. But just also important in life, just, you know, going down the hallways of each building. And, and if you miss something that you pick it up and, and, and throw it away and not thinking someone else is going to do it. You know, we have a lot of students that this is their first time away from home and their parents aren't there to pick up after themselves. But, you know, again, one of the impressive things I've learned in my short time here at the LCC is how clean the buildings are. So I won't get World Cup predictions or, you know, talk about the U.S., but looking over the last week, that was one of the, my favorite stories in, in, the, in the sports world. All right. Well, again, Mary, we really appreciate you joining us today and in all you do for HHS and um, our student athletes. It, it's, you know, only the beginning, we hope, of, of greater things. And we're off to to a great start. As you mentioned, half of our programs are working with you and we want that to e grow even bigger and for our students to learn about the resources that are available through HHS and 
kinesiology. You know, I'm a kinesiology major and, you know, at the, at the, at the growing and vast field and becoming, you know, more specific in the topic they're, they're developing. So again, we know you're a busy person and we do appreciate you taking the time today and all the time you have given us the, the work with us in our athletic department. Well, thank you. Thank you both for having me. And Stephen is quite the salesperson, I have to say, about how I was the perfect choice. So how could I say no to that? That's why I put him on the task and why he'll get the first massage. (laughs) Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Stars! This is WLNZ Lansing. You're listening to LCC Connect, a weekly program that features the voices, vibes, and vision of Lansing Community College. To find out more about LCC Connect programs or to listen on demand, visit us at lccconnect.org. LCC Connect. Voices. Vibes. Vision.